Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Get glowing. Birth of your katana with Christine Clark. Now, I've gotten to work with Christine now for a number of weeks. And one of the things I so relate to, and you're going to hear a lot about from Coach Christine, is forging a life. And when we think about forging a life, what do we think about? Well, many of us, we have a sense of it. But what if we had experiences in life that mirror forging a life validating aspect of your katana. And hear what that is. Many questions really get answered here about how do you do this? And this is really, this is her complete embodiment of this process. This is, you know, unique and original. And through the work that Christine does, what we find is we find a way to understand the fires of self-employment. We understand what it means to become an entrepreneur, to become a coach. But what if you looked at this beautiful art? I call it an art. This art. It is of, an art. <laughs> it's an art, right? Yes. Yep. But this art of creating. We have seen this in multiple movies, blockbuster movies. We've seen it done, but we've never really seen or heard about what goes into this. Now, Christine comes from a place where this is not just an idea. This is living and breathing. You know, what she has been able to do with forging is through her breakthrough coaching, neuro-linguistic programming coach, neurotransformational results coach, motivational you know, the masses, plastic partner, personal development coach, elite success system, master coach. Here we are, all of our skills, everything. And she says, wait a minute, I can show people how forging a life, how that coaching practice has so many interrelated parts that help you give birth to your katana. Today, get ready for this, because I'm wondering, do you know, do you know Benny, do you know David, what is in your steel? Christine, great to have you. It's a pleasure to be here, Pat. Thank you very much. This is fun. It is totally fun. And you know, you and I have spent some time together and boy, that question, what's in your steel? It really takes us to the basis and we should back up a minute. And for people that don't know what we're talking about when we say katana, folks don't know. Once you talk about it, people will know. It doesn't matter if you've watched the movie Samurai Warrior, was that it? Or 
Kill Bill 1, 2, 3, or any, (laughs) any movie that shows that beautiful blade. But it didn't get to be a blade. It didn't get to be unique by somebody wrapping it up and mailing it out to you. Talk about the history of the katana a little bit and how this has become integral into your practice. Thank you, Pat. Yeah, that's a good question. The making of the sword is a whole process. And what we see in the movies, of course, is the finished blade doing its thing. And you're right, it's a beautiful work of art and highly functional. And but it starts with just a chunk of steel, just a just a bar, you know, it's got no real form to it. And it goes through the process of being forged and created in all of those things that happen to it are analogous to our life like even just the steel itself night you know we look at a bar of steel there's all these different kinds of alloys they can all do different things particular alloys are best suited to make a katana which is the japanese style sword blade but 97 percent of that steel is just iron and then that little bit of three percent can be up to a dozen different things that are chrome that are carbon, copper, molybdenum, vanadium, all make up the rest of it. These are all elements. And we look at us as human beings and what we are, you know, 97%, we're very similar. And yet we have that 3% that's our special piece, our special elements that make us unique, that make us more than capable to achieve and have anything we want out of life and um, just start there. And then we go through the process of our lives. And I love the analogy of the making of the swords because it speaks so clearly to all the things that happen to us in life. And, you know, we go through the fire, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was so fascinating as, as you and I were working together, right? What was so fascinating about it and, you know, looking at how this is done. And of course, for me, then going over and look at a whole lot of other videos about it was that, you know, here we were and I watched this process and then I hear you talk about it. And what becomes very real is that we go through this. We go through the melting, we go through the shaping, we go through the, and these are my words, of course, they're not official language, right? We go through the hammering, we go through what the sweat is in coming up with such a finely exquisite object. And so are we, aren't we finely exquisite? Absolutely. We are high functioning, beautiful creations, every single one of us to ask you this that question i asked all of us right what's in your steel steel s-t-e-e-l what's in it we know from a from a from a composition point of view you are familiar with what goes in to this original beginning can you talk about this because we're really talking about the foundational parts of this and you know it's it's like anything you know you go out these days and you say i want a silver necklace and then you find out it's like five percent silver and it's got a whole bunch of other stuff in it (laughs) and then when it turns a color you're like oopsie what happened how does this work with this beginning step of understanding what is in your steel yeah because all of our 
elements are unique and you want to be able to understand your unique pieces, those internal parts that are inherent for you. They've been there since birth and the same is with the steel. And when I work with people, you know, in the coaching, that becomes really a part of what I do. You know, I meet people where they're at, but then uh, we uh, go and we found and we go find where, um, where their original pieces are. Um, like one, one guy, Matt, I was working with, he um, is an architect. He does really good work. He always is getting referrals. So he is workload is stacked deep. He's got people <laughs> waiting to work with him. One of his challenges is the amount of time he spends with each client. And because he was frustrated with the number of have to meet again and again and again, and people changing their mind, he has to go and redraft and redraft. Oh my God. And we talked about, yes, the mechanics of having a contract, setting boundaries, but what really boiled down to we got into the deep part of it for him is that he had the story of when he was in grade school that he had to work really hard to be okay in what he said barely get by grades and so he has a story that he has to work hard to make the grade and so we worked with that to loosen that up so that he understood that he has the ability to work hard he pays attention and that the service he provides is elevated and that he doesn't have to work and work and work and work and extend and spend these extra time with people to be approved of. And so that was part of his mm. elements is to understand and change the story. That mm. not that he has to work hard to make the grade, but that he's already made the grade and now he can stand in his value and make a shift. Isn't that, okay, I didn't think about this till just now. Thank you. That is brilliant. But th this is so fascinating about this because that story you shared is the perfect example of the katana. I mean, when we, when we say those words, right, I mean, we could say sort. And look what you got behind you right there. Yes. <laughs> look at that. That's it, folks. That's what a katana is. But when we say that, there is a you already have it within you portion of that right because we're not just saying this is a, we're saying something very dis, descriptive we're calling it a katana and a katana when we start to look at it and the elements go into it that's exactly what you're talking about in that story you shared you know so part of this for me is looking at wow just like you talked about with that story um, I want to jump over and skip the break and talk about for a minute this idea of heat. And mm -hmm. one of the things you do in, in the work that you do with others, you talk about this heat. And for you, the heat is also an intention because part of this process, right, in working with heat, don't you need to know perhaps where you want to go? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. When you um, take the katana and you, you put it into the fire the first time, the first thing you do is draw it out into a long cylindrical piece. If you were making something else, let's say you're going to make a sculpture, you are going to make a vessel, you would get it hot and then you would form it into something entirely different to start with. And 
when we, even in our growing up years, even in our formative years, um, as we experience life, we are being drawn out and formed. So we already have the ground laid for us, the foundational pieces to take what we are and step forward. Whatever it is you want to create, whatever it is your business that you want to do, um, whatever you want to be, it's already there because you've been through those initial heats and you're already drawn out into this cylindrical piece. Now there's a lot more steps beyond that, but when you can look back at the events in your life, then you know for sure that you are coming from a place of authenticness. Um, that's one of the things I work with with people is yeah. sometimes we tell the, our stories that whatever it was that happened to us that was um, telling us that we're not capable or worry, you know, are not valuable. And the truth is, no, that's, that's, that's resilience. That's strength. You've built those muscles doing that, <laughs> going through that heat. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I, I also want to talk to you about is, you know, this, this first heat, this intention part, Mm-hmm. You know, this part where I don't know how many images we have seen over time, right? And perhaps not intentionally set about what we're talking about, but we've seen it. We've seen it. Let's talk about what it means to have a galvanized vision, because that to me, even if I change as we go, and we're going to talk about that later, the idea of having this galvanized vision, it literally taps into every sense that we have, you know, there's something that takes over and we can see it, we can feel it, we can smell it emotionally. Talk about that because that's also part of this step. It is. When you set your sights on what you want to create, what you want to do, what you want to be, the galvanized vision is taking that motion picture that we all know how to create But then we want to attach to it all of our senses. You want to attach the sense of smell, of hearing, of sound. And the biggest one is the emotion so that you feel into what it's going to be like when you are there. The satisfaction, the flow, the ease, the significance that you're feeling. And when you attach that emotional piece and then you take this motion picture, which is the vision, and you would also hook up sound to it, you hook up smell to it, you hook up touch to it, it really talks to your subconscious. It talks to that inner piece of you in a way that simple visualization can't reach. Yeah. And then when you have that, you you know, the galvanizing part with steel, (laughs) to galvanize (laughs) steel, you dip it in hot molten zinc And it makes the steel corrosion resistant. And so the galvanized vision with all these parts play in together, make your vision corrosion resistant so that you can hang on to it. You can ride the waves and it stays tangible. It stays in front of you. It stays strong and it pulls you through. The galvanization is creating that corrosion resistance so that we know what life can throw at us we know how the moods can go up and down but when you have some resistance to those corrosive pieces you're going to stay on track you're going to get where you want to go at a faster rate and i think that's what we're really looking at we're looking at 
you know, what happens when we show up, when we get this idea, and this is right, this is where you come in, you know, just like you described in working with the architect, we get things rolling, and all of a sudden, we'll start to reflect on something that really wants to take us off course, or wants to get us out of our range, or wants to tell us, wait a minute, you know, that vision you have, that galvanized vision you have, oopsie, that wasn't meant for you. That was meant for somebody else. We have to have a way to, in the work you do, you have a way to bring people back, like to remind them, wait a minute, that wasn't a mistake. That idea you got to do that and that way that you're taking and approaching it, that's mm -hmm. not the mistake. There's no, There was nothing wrong with that. What yeah. do you find when you remind people of that? Because you would think we learn this, but we don't learn it. We have to be reminded. <laughs> Absolutely, we have yeah. to be reminded. Yeah, yeah. Because when we're when we're in it, um, then you know, then we have we don't get the outcome we wanted. We want it to be simpler. We want it to e be easier. We want it to happen faster. And when it doesn't, then we start telling ourselves these stories that you made a mistake, you did it wrong, you whatever. Um, and that's part of my own personal story is to override that and it's that sabotaging critic in your head and we take people back to not just countering it but we go and look for where where did it come from oh yeah where did it start yeah and reminding them that all of the lessons they learned when they were in the heat when they went through that process and then we pull out the hero story. We pull out what, you know, where did this actually provide? Because everything you go through, there are lessons to be learned. And it, we take, I take people back, we remind them, you know, what were the lessons? We pull those out. What can we celebrate? And um, there is so much to celebrate, Pat. You know, as an entrepreneur, um, just being out there, just putting yourself out there is worth celebrating. Um, I think entrepreneurs are the most courageous people I know. And boy, I'll tell you what, you know, this is the part where when you say yes to that, every ounce of doubt, everything mm -hmm. you thought that whatever, I mean, look, when I graduated in 2001 for two years, I had a reoccurring dream that I didn't really graduate, that somehow they found a class I did not take and I was three credits short. That's called doubt. That's called that thing where you know you've done something. And so what, mm -hmm. do, we, what do you do with that? Well, I could sit there and have that reoccurring dream or I could hire somebody like you and say, you got to help me with this. You got to help me with the reality and the truth because the truth isn't that dream. Right. Right. What do you find when we look at this that helps us go from that, those two years of that crazy dream to literally stepping in the fire? Because I had stepped in the fire and started this show, but I didn't start it until 03. And from 01 to 03, that was the dream. So I wasn't quite in the fire, but I knew what I didn't want to do. How do we go from that intention to take that step in the fire? 
it's it's taking action. It's making yeah. that first step. It's deciding this is what I'm going to do. And then whatever that first step is, whether it's a phone call to somebody or you start a blog or you say, I'm going to sign up for this kind of service or step into this business. Um, it's just deciding and then taking the first step. And you're right, Pat, when you step into that fire the very first time stepping out in entrepreneurship, whether it's something that you've loved to do and it's been a craft and now you're going to sell that craft, whether you um, graduated from college and decided to go into financial services or um, direct sales, those kinds of things. As soon as you step in and actually take action on it, that's when that sabotage is going to show up. Um, because our you know, our subconscious, you know, the biggest priority it has is to keep us emotionally safe. And stepping out is not emotionally safe. You're going to get, you're going to get beat up. You're going to get hammered on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this is really, we're going to talk about that when we come back from break, because one of the things that we know and that we look at is we look at, we are, I mean, look, I think about all of the times and, you know, I think about where we are today. And hammered is a great word. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to actually show what that looks like. Because you don't get a masterpiece like you have behind you without shaping, without forming, without hammering, without bending. When you first showed me the bend, I don't know what the official yeah. word is for mm -hmm. it. But when you first showed me that, I was like, no way. No, no way. And then <laughs> right. I watched the video, which David is playing parts of it now. Mm -hmm. There is a process for that, just like there is for us. Yes. What happens when people realize the message you bring forward in your coaching business? That this is part of the bending. This is part of the shaping. It is not a permanent thing. It is a process. You will get mm -hmm. through it, right? Yeah. They get perspective. They get to lean into their strengths, their elements that um, are within them to succeed. They get to separate themselves from the effort they make and the outcomes they get because we can't control the people around us. We can't control how people respond. We can't control you know, the world. It's going to keep going. We can control what we choose to do, what we choose to think. And that's, you know, that's what gives people the understanding, okay, here I am, I'm in this curve, there's going to be, you know, a lot of work to get to that beautiful finished product of who I am in the world. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm failing. That just means I'm in the process. And I have all this learning, and I have the abilities to go the distance and yeah. become what I'm meant to become. I love this and I love the body of work you, you do and especially what you've created here in, in you know, your coaching practice using forging and helping people go from wherever they are. And that's really critical. You know, it doesn't matter where you are. You don't have to be at that place where you're stuck, right? You could be at that place where you're like the architect. You have a thriving practice or you're a right. CEO, but there's something else you desire to do or bring into the world. And so it applies across the board, right? Whether you are that person or you are really somebody like me who has a reoccurring dream that's not the truth. Doesn't <laughs> it apply to wherever somebody is? 
Absolutely. And I love meeting people where they're at and working from there with them. Absolutely. Well, I want to take a minute before we go to break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about one of my favorite parts of this. But before we go to break, can you tell folks for a little bit what they can do to find out more about you, how they can work with you? Let's give out your website and anything else you want to share with folks now. And then we'll take a quick break. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook at Coach Christine Clark. You can find my website. My company is Sun Glow Transformation. So it's sunglowtransformation.com. There's a link there. You can have an absolutely free coaching session with me. I love doing that. See what um, can happen if we're a fit. And we'll have a conversation, move you a little bit along. And um, I love those. Look, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, This was one of the most eye-opening things that I realized in working with Christine. And that is the, when we look at this initial forging, the taking shape, Mm -hmm. what happens and what happens to us when we do that? You know, we've stepped into the fire. What happens? What is the initial forging like? Do we get stretched? Do we get bent? Do we get narrowed? Do we get All the above on any given day. And then my favorite, Benny, you're going to love this. This is old school. This is not the jackhammer. This is taking the hammer. This mm. is old school. Yep. Let's knock it out. Let's take a short break, everybody. Benny, David, Christine, we'll be right back. Are you meeting your sales goals? Or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www. DivinelyDrivenResults.com. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares practical tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you learn to live your best life. Live the good life, connecting your physical and spiritual self with Sabrina Wright. Every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in to the show Heart Change Consciousness with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show, Heart Change Consciousness, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to TransformationRadio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. 
Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.sharonmartinmd.com. Chuckacon? No? Yeah, absolutely. Ah, love that. Love that song. That is it. That's what we're talking about today. Look, get glowing. Birth of your katana with Christine Clark joining me here today. Look, before we talk about the initial forging and the taking shape, again, please remind people how they can work with you because we're not just talking about this, you know, metaphorically. These are the steps that you work with in your coaching practice, mm-hmm. not just physically and action-oriented, but about the mind, about beliefs, about changes. How do they find out how to work with you? Also, how do they find out more about you? You can find out more about me at my website, sunglowtransformation.com. Reach out to me on Facebook, Coach Christine Clark, and um, you know, click in for a free coaching consultation. Send me an email. Um, you can reach me at forging a life with coach Christine at gmail.com. And, uh, we can have a conversation that way. I do one-on-one coaching. I do speaking and training, and I also run some mastermind groups where we walk through the entire forging a life curriculum over a 26 week period. Wow. And believe me, this is how you do this and how you learn it. You know, I've said this to you before, you know, this next part that we're going to talk about is one that has, one, caused me the most grief in my life, but number two has been the most important. And it's the initial forging and taking shape. Can you explain that process from the katana point of view and then from the human point of view? Because if they saw the visualization of, of this like you showed me, they'd say, oh, yeah, I have been stretched out that way. (laughs) Yeah. So the steel starts as just a six-inch brown bar. It's about an inch and a half in circumference, and it's just a bar of steel. I mean, you could use it for a doorstop. There really isn't much more you can do with it. But it goes into the forge, which is a gas-fired forge, and the entire thing is heated. And um, then it goes under a power hammer which um, it's interesting. You have the hand hammer when you take control and you're holding the hammer, then um, that's your part. My husband, Howard, who makes these swords um, has a 200 pound um, air hammer. And so it, with the, so the, piece goes under there and it gets hammered out it goes from that long you know that chunk into this long cylindrical shape and that's the initial forging from there it gets bent into a big horseshoe shape I saw that yeah I was shocked when I saw that right and that horseshoe shape then the reason it's a horseshoe shape is that inside of that curve actually becomes the edge because you have to put the bevels on and as you 
as you hammer out the the bevels um the blade straightens out but mm. then it's it's a piece with an edge and a back mm -hmm. for us in you know for human beings whenever we step into going for our dreams creating that thing that we want to have be do we are that chunk of steel we are not much shape to us or definitely don't have the functionality and we go into the fire and the first thing we do is we get drawn out those hammer blows are all those beginning steps to um, get us on the path to where we're going to be and the hard part is that when you're right at the beginning is probably when you have the the hardest time because <laughs> <You know>, <laughs> that's when life's going to beat you up because you're new because you haven't experienced it and you're going to make mistakes and that's normal um and then once you're drawn out um then you're you're on your path and um in this horseshoe piece i think about the galvanized vision and if you see the straight beautiful katana and you know where you're going and you're in this horseshoe if you think of you know you're looking at the horseshoe and it's like the straight pieces is way out in front of me and this horseshoe is over here you know to the left you know a hundred and whatever degrees and thinking i'm nowhere near where i want to be That's right. but you're in the process and then as you take those bite-sized steps that put the edge on the sword you straighten out, you bring it around so that you're heading in the direction you want to be. That yeah. is a natural process. And that's what I that's what I'm fascinated by. And I, and I want to talk about this. That is a natural process. And what we go through in life is a natural process, yes. because even if we have most amazing vision and then we walk through and we step into that heat, but what comes next? is indescribable in that if we knew that we were going to enter the realm of the initial forging, the taking of shape, I think people would be able to get through that and not be surprised. And I think that's the beauty of what you do in your coaching program. Mm -hmm. You know, so when people go through this, they're not like, oh my God, it's just me. You know, you have a way to take them through that, right? Absolutely. And when yeah. you, you know, when you understand it's a process, when you understand that's what's happening, the outcomes for your efforts, that it's, it's okay, it's the way it's supposed to happen. And just keep going, you know, tweak it, you're going to learn so much, and stay in the process because you're going to get there. I want to ask you about this, because there is this idea, and we're going to talk about this as well. There's this idea that and we've gotten this idea from things that have been generated, for example, the like the movie with the secret, and there's so much that was right about that, but they left out a couple of parts and they didn't do it on purpose. The movie, the movie and the book wasn't intended for it, but the part, right, that, ha that happens sometimes, and I wish you'd talk about it because it's, it's something you do. Sometimes we've got this deal over here, right? Like I knew what I wanted to study and I created the study and it was really an enormous study. And one, my best friend, my committee chair came back and said, you need to narrow the scope. And I went back and I said, I need to, I need to study this. I need to write about it. 
And she said, you need to narrow the scope here and then do this after you graduate. And talk about narrowing the scope because I don't, honestly, my committee chair was right. I would have never graduated. <laughs> right. But boy, mm -hmm. did I, do, I, I was like, I don't want to narrow the scope. Mm -hmm. it, it's really paradoxical, isn't it? Yes, it is. When we, because we get, we want to do it all and we want to do it big <laughs> and we want to just, Wah! and the truth is that the more different avenues within, even within your industry, even within your thing that you're doing, the broader you try and make it, it waters it down. Mm. And part of the forging is you're bringing it into focus, narrowing it down, you know, streamlining it. And when you can do that and focus on that one thing that is most important, that is your message, that is your give to the world, it really acts as a beacon to bring way more people into your circle because they're going to be attracted to it and it amplifies that what you're putting out it amplifies that signal so in the forging when you stretch that piece out initially you it's not going to be a vessel it's not going to be all these other things and you've set it on the path and it's a very narrow path but there's strength in that you're going to bring in all the support all the people that are excited about it, whatever you're doing. Um, and you're gonna find the people that want your service, want your thing, want your creation. Um, and it, yeah, that focus point is huge because it is so counterintuitive because when we start, especially when we start, we wanna reach all these people. We wanna, we yeah. wanna serve the world. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it points to another part of, of, of this phase of the work you do. And, and I want to talk about it for a minute. Um, I didn't come to study the consequences of broken promises because I woke up one day and thought, oh, that'd be cool. My life experiences, the loss of my job, what I watched happen in 1991, you know, before mm -hmm. just violating the psychological contract of employment like we do now, there is no job security this was a pivotal point in the history of this country and we didn't know um and so that effect and especially for me being part of the second company in the united states to do that really at a large scale it changed me and we didn't know what we know now how do those influences help us shape us form us right because mm -hmm. i may I may have a vision of a katana that's different from yours, that's different from tradition, but it's still a katana. How do those influences help us get there or not get there? It helps us get there um, by setting us on the right path, you know, by, by that focus piece. And as you move along, you're like you said you didn't know but now you know and because of as you learn those lessons you gain strength you um, learn to see what is a fit for you and take it on you can see what is not what you're about and you let it go and it keeps it cleaner it keeps the whole process of creation cleaner mm. um i, I want to talk with you when we come back about wow 
now I think I'm done. I think I'm cooked. I think I'm bent. I think I'm flattened out. I think I'm sharp. I think I'm done. And then think again. Um, I want to talk with you about what happens in this last place that you go. And maybe this doesn't turn out exactly like you think. And right before you give up hope or you become demotivated, there is a new possibility. When we come back, get ready to talk with Christine about, yep, the second heat. We're going to take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back with my very special guest, Coach Christine. And she's been there. She understands it. When we come back, does the second heat get as hot as the first heat? I don't know. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. And yes, our office is open and we are doing strictly phone consultations. If you would like to call and get tuned up, it's perfect time with everything that's going on and things aren't calming down. Pick up the phone and give us a call. It's quick and easy and it's fun. If you'd like more information on it, you can look at MaryJaneMack.com or call our office at 888-777-4232. Are you ready to become an unstoppable force of love in the world? Then don't miss the Creative Empowerment Show, Invoking Radical Love with Rachel Chase live every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Rachel shares tools, stories, and meditations to spark the flame of profound wisdom within you. If you want to awaken your superpowers and activate your heart, visit rachelchase.com. What we've been taught and told is not all there is. Life is all about energy, and the energy you feel is real. Tune into the energy paradigm each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com with Dr. Vic. The energy paradigm is an eye-opening, mind-shifting, transformative, and earth-shattering way to live, work, and do business that will enable you to unlock your magic every day. Visit TheEnergyParadigm.com. Transition, simultaneously the most difficult and vital part of the human experience. Without change, how would we grow? Tune in to Grounding Into Your Radiance with Stacy Barber every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Step into your truth and allow the light into your life. For more information about Stacy and her services, visit StacyBarber.com. That's Stacy S-T-A-C-I-E, Barber.com. Hey everyone, it's me, Psychic Medium Jamie. And me, Spirit Walker Nicole from Shades of Spirit, bringing you another Shades of Spirit tip of the week. Jamie, have you ever wondered if you might be an empath? Yes, I have. And some signs that we may be an empath include an inexplicable desire to avoid crowds in places like movie theaters, shopping centers, and restaurants. You know, sometimes I'm able to walk into a room with other people and I know exactly how they're feeling, even if no one is saying a word. I can attend social gatherings or other events and find myself so emotionally exhausted and physically drained that I could probably sleep for a week. If any of these examples resonate with you, please come check out our new live podcast, Shades of Spirit. It's on every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on Transformation Talk Radio. You can also find us at shadesofspirit.com where you can book your appointment or call us at 858-684-7575. 
Yeah, it's a heat wave, and I'm telling you, it's not just burning in your heart. Get glowing. Birth of your katana with Christine Clark joining me here today. Christine, we're going to talk about the second heat in a minute, but before we do, again, please mention your website and how folks can work with you. Absolutely, Pat. You can find me at sunglowtransformation.com. There's links there to step into a free coaching consult if you'd like to. Uh, my email is forging a life with Coach Christine at Gmail. Send me a line and find me on Facebook at Coach Christine Clark. Look, I, you and I, we were just chit chatting during the break, and I was kind of telling you, I think I'm going through the second heat now because I'm stepping out and doing some things that are really fun, um, but also changes that we're making and the way that we're we're looking at bringing the network to a different level but there's this idea that you talk about that's called second heat and I asked you a question before the break and I really meant it because I asked is the second heat hotter than the first heat so I'd love to know the answer to that and then why yeah the second heat is hotter than the first heat the first heat gets you started. The second heat, um, you're deliberately going back into the fire. You're deliberately expanding, and you probably have some experience. Um, probably try, you know, learn some things and um, have gotten some really good systems going in place. And then either through our own volition of expanding or life throws us a curveball, we find that all of a sudden it's not going so well anymore. And we're in this place of flux. The second heat is just as hot as the first heat. I think a little hotter because our ego is involved and we're getting a little burned (laughs) because we think we shouldn't have to deal with this. We, you know, it should be easier than, um, than it is. And that's where we get really refined because you want to, be able to lean on what you already know, what you've already learned and bring it forward. And that's the important piece. Mm. Let's talk about this. This is the place where you either stop on your own or you're stopped, right? Right. Um, a lot of times, you know, I've thought about it. Has I been, have I been stopped or did I stop on my own? On my own? And Is this the alignment stage? Is this the place where you realize, yeah, I'm almost there, Mm -hmm. but I noticed something here and I've got to make a mid-course correction. Tell us about this phase and, you know, what have you experienced with your clients when they get in this phase? Yeah, absolutely, Pat. Um, Because when we get rolling, then sometimes because of success, which is wonderful, money's flowing, sometimes because we take on something and things are not going as well. That can be sometimes because we are out of alignment. We're not in um, alignment with who we are. We're not in alignment with our values. Um, One of the people that I uh, had got to work with briefly, um, and she's on my podcast, is a realtor who did really, really well um, as a solo realtor. She did 233 houses in a year. And her assistant said, oh, we can do this. We could do this again. She goes, no, we can't do this again. A, I don't have the the 
resilience, the strength and the fortitude. But really what was happening was Penny was out of alignment mm. and that the people were more like transactions and she wanted them to be more. She wanted to have a connection and a, really be of service. And she thought, well, probably the people didn't know that they weren't getting all they could from me, but I knew it. Yeah. And so she made a change. She made, she brought on people into her business so that they had the manpower to really take care of and be personal with their people. And that can happen when we expand, when we change, sometimes things are, don't feel right because the way the culture of the business is going, the way we are operating is out of alignment with who we are and what we want to put out in the world. And um, if you ignore that, you're going to crash. <laughs> At some point, you're going to crash. Yeah. Um, and But if you can reel it back in and say, okay, what's important to me? What do I want my people I'm serving to experience? How can I create that? Um, and there's all different kinds of ways that can, that can happen, Pat. The thing that just jumped into my mind is the fact that... Um, as a parent, you step into business, especially if you're doing home business, you're blending your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your kids, with your business. And sometimes when the business is doing really good, we're spending an awful lot of time there. And then am I paying attention to the relationship with my kids? Am I able to create flow? Am I out of sync because of what's going on? And that's when you have to take a step back yeah. and decide how can I make this work so that I am in integrity with serve, you know, not just building my business, but being the kind of um, family person I want to be. And boy, these are important questions. And, you know, one of the things too, that, uh, that I know that you talk about here is this is not a place where you stop right? But you might feel like stopping, right? You might feel like I should have gotten it right the first time. It's kind of like I was telling you how I was groomed as a young kid by my uncles who were bricklayers, right? That's what we used to call them. And, you know, you watch them slap the cement on there and put the brick on. Everything's perfectly lined up. And then you try to do it. <laughs> and you realize that these are people that have mastered this art. Right. You know, that the first time you take a scoop of that cement, you throw it on and you realize one quarter of the cement is on the brick and the rest is somewhere else. Right. And you realize that there was this process of adjustment and alignment, right? Even as a young kid, I realized, wow, I need to figure out how to aim better, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is the process. It isn't mm -hmm. the process of giving up. Isn't it the step of adjustment? Absolutely. And, you know, as you said, you know, we're talking about that, that you had to do it a multiple times to finally get it right. And then you yeah. had to do it a lot more times to get it right again. And we often look at other people that are in the same business or in other business and they have this success and we look at their success and we think oh, that's what I should be able to do <laughs> and what we're looking at is their years of experience to perfect something and we're in our dress rehearsal 
Right. And um, so it goes back to, and the, the values part and being in alignment with who you are and doing what you do um, is when you want to quit, when you want to stop, when you want to give up, A, because it's harder than you think it should be. It should be just easy. And part of that comes from that comparison. You're looking at everybody else. You know, the katana, the, the steel does what it does. It doesn't compare itself to other steels and, you know, think it's, it's wrong. <laughs> it just responds, you know, responds, you know, by from its own elements and it will only respond according to its own elements. We have to figure out um, a, what our elements are and then how to stay true to those. And sometimes we have to put the blinders on and look, ignore, you know, what other people are doing because we have to be true to ourselves and make it work for us. And that way you, actually truly succeed you create success on your own terms um, through the process well look we're going to be talking more about this in some upcoming shows and also would you tell folks how they can listen to your podcast and again thank you for today how they can work with you and I would love to know your personal message thank you for everything you do Thank you, Pat. This has been a pleasure. Uh, I am Coach Christine Clark. I'm the coach for your entrepreneurial life. Um, I do Forging a Life as my mainstay training. Uh, you can find me at sunglowtransformation.com. You can click to get a free coaching consultation. Find me on Facebook at Coach Christine Clark. Uh, email me at forgingalifewithcoachchristine at gmail.com. And I think the message for me is in the katana, um, it's a beautiful, functional, high value work of art. And yet that same blade, if it was rusty and strapped to just a chunk of metal, would still have all the core values that make it an amazing work of art that is highly functional. And that's the same way with us. We are all highly functional works of art and we might be a little rough around the edges but that does not change or deny the value that we have inside wow well said one more time please give out your website thank you for doing everything you're doing thank you pat coach christine clark find me at sunglowtransformation.com and I want to thank everybody for tuning us in and turning us on. For more about me, go to the drpatshow.com. I uh, also want to remind everybody on Thursday, we are going to debut a new show called The Psychic and the Doc, myself and the psychic lawyer, Mark Anthony. And that's on Transformation Talk Radio at four o'clock. You'll also hear it right here on this channel at least once a month. I want to thank you for everything. And remember, forging is a process. Like many of us, we have others that we work with. I, in my case, I am so grateful for my coaches and for all of you. Please reach out, get the help you desire, and let's forge the life you want together. 